At the beginning of the 1970s, I embarked on researching and writing an encyclopedia on the history of the motion picture studios in the United States. I discovered early trade magazines, the Moving Picture World, Motion Picture News, and other sources that intrigued me, and I dug deep into the pre-modern history of the motion picture industry. One of my most interesting of discoveries was the world's first female filmmaker, French-born Alice Guy, who entered the film business in 1896 at the Gaumont Film Company, one of the world's first film studios. I am Mark Wanamaker, and this is the History of Hollywood. During the birth of cinema, there was only one woman who emerged from the 19th century who contributed greatly to the new industry. This phenomenal woman was Alice Guy Blachet, a director, producer, and studio mogul. Alice Guy was born in Saint-Mont, France, in 1873, and by 1894, at the age of 21, was hired as a secretary by Léon Gaumont, who owned a still photography studio. In the following year, they were invited to see the Lumiere Brothers' demonstration of the Cinematographie, a 35mm motion picture camera. Gaumont establishes the Gaumont Film Company in 1895, with Alice using this new camera to film dramatic stories. She convinced Gaumont to let her make her own film, La Fée Ocho, The Cabbage Fairy, about a woman who grew children in a cabbage patch. Gaumont was so impressed with the special effect photography that he appointed her as a full-time director by 1897, a post she held until 1906. In 1902, Gaumont demonstrates the chronophone, a synchronized sound film system based on recording on wax cylinders while simultaneously cranking the camera. Alice directs over 100 phono scenes made with the chronophone and learns all the aspects of sound filmmaking, camera work, stage direction, and laboratory practice. In 1906, Herbert Blachet, a Gaumont manager, is assigned to travel to Berlin to demonstrate the chronophone along with Alice. By the following year, they were married and were sent to the United States to promote the chronophone. While in the U.S., Blachet was appointed to manage the U.S. Gaumont studio in Flushing, New York. By 1910, Alice asked the Gaumont company if she could use this then underused studio in Flushing as her own to make films for the American market. At this time, Alice and Herbert formed their own company, Solax, to make westerns and melodramas. She became president and her husband vice president, and for the next three years, Solax produced 325 films of assorted lengths and types. The company's lady president directed 35 of them, an average of one film a month. In 1912, Alice and Herbert built their own studio in Fort Lee, New Jersey. At a cost of $100,000, Alice Blachet was profiled in the moving picture world. Quote, The entire studio and factory were planned by Alice Blachet, the presiding genius of the Solex company. The factory included carpentry, shops, prop rooms, hotel-like dressing rooms, a main floor large enough to accommodate five stage sets, laboratory, dark rooms, and a projection room. Here, Alice writes and directs at least half of the films made there. At this time, Alice made two operas on film and directed several action thrillers at the new studio. In 1913, Alice produces Beasts of the Jungle, which took a month to make. The studio was converted into an East Indian atmosphere, which included exotic live animals that she personally directed. 
Between 1913 to 1917, with the outbreak of World War I, Alice and Herbert made shorts, features, and serials, and distributed their films with several major companies in the United States. Some of the classic titles Alice directed included The Pit and the Pendulum and The Shadow of the Moulin Rouge. In 1914, Alice wrote a large article in the moving picture world entitled Woman's Place in Photoplay Photography. Some of the comments she made included, Why haven't women not seized upon the wonderful opportunities offered to them by the motion picture art to make their way to fame and fortune? Not only is a woman well-fitted to stage a photodrama, as a man, but in many ways she has a distinct advantage over him because of her very nature of patience and gentleness." End of quote. Alice Gee was a pioneer of acting in front of the camera, which was a new craft to be learned by stage actors at that time. The better screen actors were not experienced, and Alice could bring out their natural expressions and movements that Alice described on signs placed on the stages as, quote, "...be natural." And that's what she taught her students. Alice was also likely the first director to use black actors in films, and in addition, not to feature them as slaves as most black actors were exploited in that day, but instead as typical middle-class citizens. During the war, Alice volunteered for the Red Cross, and by 1918, resumed directing films for the Pathé Company of America. By 1919, after the war ended, Alice writes and directs for other film companies. In the following year, Alice moved to Hollywood and directs famed Russian actress Alla Nazimova, who was working for Metro at the time. On March 14, 1920, her feature film, Tarnished Reputations, opened and became Alice's last film. Over the next 10 years, Alice finds it hard to make films and retires by 1930. Between 1937 and 1947, Alice begins to write children's stories and novelizations of films for women's magazines and makes guest appearances at schools and women's clubs in the United States as well as in Europe. In 1955, Alice Guy was awarded the Legion d'Honneur for her pioneering work in film. In 1965, Alice and her daughter, Simone, moved to New Jersey, and on March 24, 1968, Alice Guy dies in a nursing home in New Jersey at the age of 95. I am Mark Wanamaker, and this is the History of Hollywood. <laughs>